Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Deep in the bowels of Oklahoma exists a passageway that has remained locked for decades, untouched by mortals. We don't know why it was sealed nearly a century ago, but we are thirsting to find out. So thirsty. Do you have the same insatiable curiosity as us to see what lies beyond his threshold? On September 24th. 2023. We will unveil the shadows together via livestream as we open this sealed passageway, slaking our thirst for arcane knowledge. And we want you to be there with us. Virtually, of course. This may be dangerous. We don't have liability insurance. Oh my eye! But what will we find? Is this passageway a sealed tomb? A hideaway for treasure? A portal into another dimension? Maybe it's alien. Even we won't know until September 24th, and you can be there to discover the secrets with us. I'm not scared. Visit homespunhaints.com slash basement to RSVP for this event and find out how you can participate in this interactive adventure with us. As long as there's darkness to explore, we shall remain its loyal devotees. RSVP now and immerse yourself in the abyss of the unknown that is Diana's basement. <laughs> Visit homespunhaints.com slash basement. This is the Spooky Ghost Radio Hour, where we play all the haints from this century and the last. Featuring your ghostesses, Becky and Diana of Homespawn Haints. Ghosts come in all shapes sizes, and species. On this show alone, we have heard of ghost cats, ghost snakes, even a ghost-bearded dragon. Today, we're going to try a little experiment. I will tell you a story of a very specific ghost, a story I grew up with, a story that has become embedded in the fabric of my hometown's folklore. I will play the part of the narrator, And Diana will play the part of the ghost. And you, dear hainted loves, will tell us if you think the story's true. Because, as you well know, sometimes truth is stranger than folklore. Hello, Hainted Loves, and welcome to Homespun Haints. Today, I'm going to tell you a story that I grew up hearing as a child, and truth be told, this was my sister's favorite bedtime story, and it is the story of Long Dog. 
Now, when I talk about long tog, I am not talking about a particular breed of dog. I'm not talking about a dog named Long. I am talking about a ghost dog that happens to be very, very long. Now, traveling through East Tennessee can be treacherous. Even to this day, winding mountain roads, falling rocks, and wild animals alone can make travel precarious. In the 19th century, travelers in old stage coaches had to worry about bandits along the route as well. The story I'm about to tell you begins in this dangerous time, not 20 miles from where I grew up. My hometown, as I've mentioned before, is a small city in northeast Tennessee known as Kingsport. Before Interstate 11W connected Kingsport and neighboring towns to Goinesville, travelers made their way between the two towns along a path known today as Old Stage Road. In the 1820s and the 1830s, a notorious land pirate known as John Merle and his notorious mentor, Henry Crenshaw, would use this route as their hunting grounds, killing, robbing, stabbing, and creating all sorts of terrifying mischief upon the travelers that would go along this path. No, 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 please help! One night in 1834, a family was making their way between Sergoinsville and Kingsport, and they stopped to rest under a large white oak tree. And as they lay there, about to drift off, Merle and Crenshaw jumped upon the family. And as they were traveling as a way to move, they had all of their belongings and all of their finery on them. And Merle convinced the father to hand over all of his luxuries, all of his money. Okay, just don't hurt us. Once Merle got the goods, he had no use of the family anymore. And so he (laughs) killed them dead. Now, Merle's M.O., was to take the bodies of his victims and drag them off into a nearby pond to dispose of them. So he and Crenshaw loaded up the bodies and started to drag them behind the horses on their way to a nearby pond with which to drown the bodies. But as they were moving along, They heard footsteps behind them. They turned to find the family's loyal dog. Just a little thing 
coming up to follow her dead masters. Now, Burl was like, oh, oh, look, a cute little dog. I think I'll take that for myself. He went to pet the dog. But the dog clamped down on him and tried, tried to bite off Merle's hand. Merle began to remember that this same dog had been very defensive while he had attacked the family. It was only because Crenshaw had held the dog back that he had managed to not get bit in the process. But here was the dog, and Merle was like, Ah, you stupid beast! I was going to take you home and make you my pet. But no, no, you ingrate. Pulled out his gun and shot the dog dead. And then he continued on with the bodies, leaving the corpse of the dog on the road. Now, this was 1834. It wasn't too long after that that Merle was eventually apprehended. And the road became safe again. No one knows really what happened to Crenshaw. But now that the road is safe and travelers were riding unimpeded from Sergoinsville to Kingsport and back again, stories started to occur. Families driving their coaches down the old stage road, which at the time was probably called New Stage Road or current stage road or contemporary stage road or modern stage road or maybe just road. I don't know. I wasn't alive then. <laughs> but as families would drive their carriages down, hoping for a brave new life in another small East Tennessee town, they would see a long, long Long dog trotting up beside them. And if they slowed down, the dog would slow down. If they sped up, the dog would speed up. If the horses got spooked by the sight of the dog, the dog would race right beside the horses. Sometimes, the dog would even jump into the carriage, looking, looking. Folks began to tell the tale of Long Dog. Looked like no other dog you've ever seen. Very, very long. <laughs> That's why it's called Long Dog. But Long Dog is white, glows in the dark. And you do not hear much from Long Dog. No growls, no barks, just happy panting, happy padding. Long Dog appears by a wide, white oak tree on the road. And then... After about a half mile, 
long dog stops, sits on his haunches, and watches you leave. And these legends of long dog continued for over a hundred years. It just became commonplace. Oh, you're traveling at night on Old Stage Road? Did you see long dog? Well, yes, I did. In fact, the stories became so prevalent that a man by the name of Marcus Hamblin, ooh, I hear long dog. <laughs> a man by the name of Marcus Hamblin swore that he was going to get this long dog. He was going to shoot him dead, and then he was going to take long dog's skin and make himself a glow-in-the-dark suit so he could go out and hunt deer in the night. Well, Hamblin went along old stage road, and he waited. And then along came Long Dog. And Hamlin reached back with a giant stick and thrust it toward Long Dog. And it went right through him. Or her. Maybe Long Dog was a she. Maybe Long Dog was a he. I'm not really sure. Source is different. But Hamblin was so surprised by the fact that Long Dog actually was a ghost. <gasps> I mean, doesn't look like any other dog you've ever seen, and it glows, but whatever. <laughs> I mean, he also wanted to wear his skin, or the dog's skin, as a coat, which is kind of fits with what people think of country folk anyway. So, <laughs> Hamlin then went on to befriend Long Dog, and he came out regularly to Old Stage Road by the wide white oak tree and said hello long dog and they would trot along together as Hamblin slowed his pace long dog would slow his pace as Hamblin sped up long dog would speed up and then at that same stretch of road long dog would just sit on his haunches and disappear and to the day he died Hamblin talked about visiting Long Dog, spending time with Long Dog. And he believed, through his conversations with Long Dog, it, the, you know, ghost-dog kind of conversations you can have, I guess. You know, man-to-animal, empathic oh. <laughs> vibes. Hamblin said that Long Dog was just looking for the family that had been beset upon by the outlaws. Such a loyal pup, still looking for the little boy and the parents that had been struck down in their prime along Old Stage Road. Some say that the reason Long Dog was still seen across that stretch of road, but none of the other victims were, was because the bodies had been dragged off into the pond of all of the human victims. But Long Dog had just been left there to rot. And without a particularly conclusive ending, Long Dog was forced to roam for eternity, looking for his family or her family. Now, don't be too sad for poor Long Dog because in the 1960s, Long Dog stopped appearing. 
It may have been the construction of other roads around the area. It may have been because Long Dog finally found some peace. But if you find yourself along that stretch of road between Kingsport and Sergoinsville, closer to Sigoinsville, and you are traveling at night on Old Stage Road, and you find a wide, white oak tree which is still standing by the side of the road. Maybe give a little whistle and see if anybody comes. It could be that Long Dog is just waiting for another friend to come. We hope you enjoyed this legend and ghost story from my neck of the woods in East Tennessee. If you enjoyed the story, please look out for additional stories like this that we will be offering very soon on the Apple Podcasts app per subscription. And thank you, as always, for listening to Homespun Haints. Homespun Haints is hosted by Becky Kielimnik and Diana Doty and produced by Homespun Haints Media LLC. Editing and music by Becky Kielimnik. Show notes by Diana Doty. If you have a ghost story and you'd like to be considered as a guest for this podcast, please visit our website at homespunhaints.com slash submit. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Deep in the bowels of Oklahoma exists a passageway that has remained locked for decades, untouched by mortals. We don't know why it was sealed nearly a century ago, but we are thirsting to find out. Do you have the same insatiable curiosity as us to see what lies beyond his threshold? On September 24th, 2023, we will unveil the shadows together via livestream as we open this sealed passageway, slaking our thirst for arcane knowledge. And we want you to be there with us. Virtually, of course. This may be dangerous. We don't have liability insurance. Oh my eye! But what will we find? Is this passageway a sealed tomb, a hideaway for treasure, a portal into another dimension? Maybe it's aliens. Even we won't know until September 24th, and you can be there to discover the secrets with us. I'm not scared. Visit homespunhaints.com basement to RSVP for this event and find out how you can participate in this interactive adventure with us. As long as there's darkness to explore, we shall remain its loyal devotees. RSVP now and immerse yourself in the abyss of the unknown that is Diana's, Diana's basement. basement. <laughs>
Visit homespunhaints.com slash basement.